Here's a thought. What if you woke up to find you'd won $20,000 every month for 20 years? Imagine the possibilities. Set for life from New South Wales Lotteries. Grab an entry in-store or online today. Welcome to the Brisbane Football Review, powered by Outside90.com. It's finals time, so that must mean that we'll have at least one more game to go. Welcome to the Kwame episode 29 of the Review. I'm James, and I'm joined by Scott. Back in the chair this week is Adam. Welcome back. Yeah, thanks, James. Thanks, Scott. Welcome back, Adam. Yeah, thank you. It's a, been a tough couple of weeks, but uh, yeah, no, good, be, good to be back on board. Good to be running as a three-man show again. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we're going to get right into the A-League review, talk about the final regular season game on Sunday night, which was quite eventful in its own right as the Raw took on Wellington Phoenix and came away 4-3 winners. Adam, what happened? <laughs> uh, I think it's. A, I think you know, things go a little crazy in the final sort of round of the season where you, know, you had a Wellington, Wellington Phoenix side that had really had, you know, other than for personal you know, pride and, you know, contracts, you know, that they, they pre had, had nothing to lose and they really took it to the raw early. So, and like I said, it's there. I think Bizarro Land almost stuff. Well, Sunday was certainly mm. insane. That's for sure. We'll get to the other game in a minute. But yeah, I mean, again, the raw fell behind, James, with three pretty soft goals, you'd have to say. Absolutely. What Particularly the second and the third one. They were very soft. Yeah, I missed those two. I, <laughs> I get up to go to the toilet and come back five minutes later and it's 3-1. I hear two disappointed sighs in the walk to and from the bathroom at Suncorp Stadium and next thing I know, it's 3-1. Yeah, no, I think uh, Cameron Cristani would have hoped to have left off that third goal because, yeah, no, um, unfortunately, yeah, he he was, uh, you don't really want to use the word fault, but, you know, he did get found out twice, you know, on, on the first and third goals and the second goal, like... The third well, was unlucky, he's trying to clear it, but yeah, you've, yeah. Got to, you've got to clear the ball in that yeah. situation. And look, that first one was a lot of credit needs to go to Roy Krishner, yeah. I think, as well, who, quite frankly, barreled yeah. Crestani yeah. off the ball. Yeah. But it was interesting going from the start where the Raw, we thought, were actually going to play, you know, the new Invogue three at the back formation yeah. with Crestani, Papadopoulos, and Devere with Jade North sick and no fullbacks. Yeah. But they kind of named a, still a four-man defence with Crestani yeah. at right back and Tommy Orr at left. It was, bit... it was, but Tommy Orr wasn't really doing much defending. He no. was really getting forward a lot going as an overlap to Thomas Broich, and I think that was the plan. It wasn't really... Uh, yeah, you're right. It was listed as a back four in name, but yeah. the way Tommy Orr... It was kept a three and a up, half, really, wasn't it? Because, yeah, the way the Raw traditionally play, both their fullbacks will overlap down the wing. I think the only time I saw yeah. Crestani get into the opposition half is when he was trying to catch an under-hit pass. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he didn't not get forward. No, no, he didn't get forward much, did he? No, it seemed like there was a very clear... You know, I just tactical. wonder if that's because he's the centre back playing full back off. It was the instruction. I think it was just a case of don't make the kid think too much. Which yeah. you know, look, we we joke about footballers, but maybe we don't want them thinking too it's, much. It's, it's strange actually without that because you know having you know, the selection of Cameron Christine in the first place at right back, you would have thought that Dane Ingham, yeah. who presents more of like a sort of a clone of you know of Jack Hingott and what he does, you know how he gets up and down the field. So. It's it's a very very strange yeah. selection call, and you're yeah. right. I think there might have been that three at the back inspired sort of, you know, formation, but it sort of really didn't pan out in the end. But not quite an all out yeah. approach yeah. to three at yeah. the back, and it honestly did impact the Raw's midfield as well because yeah. Thomas Christensen, I thought he got forward more than yeah. I've ever seen him do before, but it was always down the right side yeah. to try and support Brandon Barello. He was doing the running that Hingit would normally do. I do wonder if that was just purely the fact that John Elsie trusts Cameron Cristani more at this point. In a defensive sense, and you might be thinking, we've got to win the game. I don't want to have a defender who's going to make a mistake and not ironically what happened, but maybe that was purely what he was thinking. I trust Cam Cristani more. And as we've pointed out before with Dane Ingham, yeah. he's you know, still learning to play yeah. a, as a fullback Bet rather than... A between player. between Dane Ingham and Cam Cristani, if you had to pick who's the better defender, I think hands down it'd be Cristani that's yeah. the, is the better defender. But you know, Dane Ingham gives you other yeah. sort of um, things that, that Cristani can't, so... And look, it did get better in the second half, I thought. Cristani, I think, I don't know if he got yelled at at half-time or just told, look... Probably don't. got the arm around the shoulder, just calm down sort of treatment. Yeah. Yelling at him's not going to do him any good. 
well, I don't know, but it can be yeah. fun and therapeutic for the coach. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it did seem to go a lot better as the Raw then mounted a you know some a comeback that we normally don't see until the finals, where they wound up winning four three thanks to a couple of pretty well taken goals. That first yeah. one from Barella, well, which was their second yeah. one, came absolutely out of nowhere. That was poor goalkeeping as well. Yeah, that no, was I... that's that should never be going in a goal goal like that, but. Yeah, like we'll it, it. Lewis Tayana, he's a good he's a good keeper, but that one, yeah, I think he'd be very disappointed with with that, and it just then did this and triggered the avalanche, basically the roar of sort of you know really coming at him. So. And a great yeah. name too. Adam says good goalkeeper. I'm not sure he's going to be hanging around in Wellington too much longer, if you believe what a couple of Wellington fans have found out over the weekend. But a couple of players have been selling furniture anyway. What's the story for another day? <laughs> Let me, so apparently he's one of them. So maybe uh, our colleagues over in uh, in, in Auckland might be able. to... Help us out. Oh, Wellington should take yes. you out on that. Yeah, well, I think there's a lot more discussions about whether or not Wellington should perhaps have a team given the crowd We'll figures, get to that. We'll get to that later. Yep. Now, yes, uh, what, are we, what are we talking about? Yeah, then the third goal. What happened there? The McLaren goal? The, yeah, the McLaren goal. That was a good goal. Yeah. It was well worked. Yeah. But I think I think as well. I don't know if we're deliberately with um, the first and fourth goal. I think uh, I was saving. Yes. I was, yeah, I, I thought I was, you were saving that. I thought we had to mention yeah. the McLaren goal just out of courtesy. Yep. But I want to talk. Also, about got to Brett mention Hol- the horrible miss too. By the way, on the penalty. Coming later. Coming okay. later. Give it All right. Well, I, I'm running the show. You know. All right, Captain. <laughs> well, ish. <laughs> but yeah, the two goals from Brett Holman. Fantastic strikes. Yeah. And. You know, yeah. maybe he's getting into form. And that's what I wrote down on my notes when I came in today. He's becoming an X-factor at the moment. He's hitting form at the right time. He's a player who can make an immense impact on the game. It's not just with his goals. It's we saw on the, we talked about midweek with the, after the ACL game, he was the best player on the park in terms of passing and movement. Mm, and if he can bring those things and create chances for others, then he can really change the games in the finals. His I passing think, still wasn't perfect, but you're right. Like It's the, getting better. The two strikes made up for it. But I think as well, I said, you know, I think having that goal scoring potential at the number 10, yeah. you know, I think that just opens up a whole new dimension, you know, as far and we'll, we'll talk about a couple of weeks ago about the overall lines on Jay McLaren, but, you know, with Brett Holman finding form, it, it, it does open up a different dimension of attack. And, you know, like, mind you, they can, you know, take the chances more. But I think, you know, this is positive going forward. It's good to see Brett Holman actually, you know, delivering on what we knew he was capable of. Definitely. He has had that injury and coming back into form. It's good. Yeah. They'll need him in the finals if they're going to go deep into the finals. All right. And with that, we're going to actually take a quick look at some of the other Round 27 results. And I emphasize quick because we've got a hell of a lot <laughs> yeah. to get through tonight. <laughs> Nothing happened the last 24 hours. So yeah. did it. <laughs> Absolutely not. So Friday night, Melbourne victory 1-0 over Central Coast Mariners. Congratulations to Bessart Barisha for Absolutely. getting to 100 goals. Yep. Absolutely. Congratulations. Great achievement. Yep. Yep. Congratulations to Central Coast Mariners for covering the spread. <laughs> 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 also, also as well, you know, just on that Borussia goal, it's actually congratulations to um, to Joy Ingham, who actually laid off the pass where he, he probably would have and should have taken the try himself. But he laid off to Borussia for number hundred. So, but no, it was, I think it's, it's an old raw in. training ground move. I'll, yeah, I wonder if Joy Ingham is actually um, remember what happened with James Meyer. I think back on back in Boston <laughs> a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure James Meyer's ever recovered from that, has he? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> All right, so Sydney FC received their premiers plate on a good note, 2-0 win over Newcastle. But there was a little bit of drama there where Ben Kantorovsky went straight through Milos Ninkovic. Yeah. Bit of a nervy moment for Sydney They're not happy. They're not happy. They're not happy, are they? But it sounds like he's going to be fine. Yep. Now, I'm not sure if that tackle was exactly what got Mark Jones sacked, but we'll see. We won't get to that later on, too. Yep. And then Adelaide 2-2 over West Sydney Wanderers. Good fight, good fight back by the Wanderers, I guess. Well, it's, uh, it's at least starting to, you know, to find some form. You know, like that's a game they could probably drop their head and said, you know what, uh, it's always next week. But you now the fact they fought back, I think, will give them a bit of momentum coming into Friday night. Yeah, good timing on finding form, guys. <laughs> <laughs> They're still lacking that killer will to finish the games off, but we'll get to that in segment four. And then finally, the last game of the round, which we were all rushing to get home from Suncorp to yeah. see, or at least to a TV screen... <laughs> It was... Um, Chaos. Yeah, to put it lightly. 5-4 Perth over Melbourne City. And I can only think of the Homer Simpson quote, which I wish we had the sound <laughs> before. But what the hell was that? La Grill, mate. La Grill. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimately, it was the best possible result for the yeah. Raw because it meant 
that they secured third place on the table and right now have their name penciled in for one of next season's Asian Champions League spots. Yeah, well, we'll yeah, if they've unless fourth through six actually wins the grand final, the Raw will get the playoff spot again. So that's positive, and this is the absolute ideal result for the Raw because they didn't want to play Sydney in week one. And all together now, week let's two, all, sorry, not week one. Let's all laugh at Liam Reddy. Uh, oh dear me! <laughs> oh, I, I think the best way to describe it was that you know it's like a real life FIFA. I was going to say, I wonder it's, if Liam Reddy's kid was oh. actually holding a controller <laughs> and going, "Run, Daddy, run!" That is a what are you thinking moment. <laughs> that quote we started to talk about this game with that fits right here as well. Yeah. That's Liam Reddy. Absolutely ridiculous. I just, I wonder. I've never genuine. seen that in the A League before. I don't think I've ever seen world football. <laughs> I'm sure I have. It was probably yeah. in the German league. On FIFA doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's going to wrap up our regular season recaps for yep. the Brisbane Football Review. We'll be back with segment two right after this. You're listening to the Brisbane Football Review, powered by Outside90.com. Welcome back. It's the Brisbane Football Review, powered by Outside90.com. And welcome back to segment two of the Brisbane Football Review. It's James Scott and Adam with you. And look, we had this wonderful, lovely segment two planned out until about 8.30 last night when... Probably the biggest story of the season broke, I would say. Yeah, it meant sadness set in, didn't it? Yeah, a, a little though. bit of shock and awe and whatnot. I think a lot, a lot of denial as well, I think. And I think, as my fiancé may or may not be able to confirm, I think my first reaction was, Oh, come on! <laughs> when the Marco Monteverde from the Korea Mail had the exclusive story that Thomas Broach is going to leave the Brisbane Raw at the end of this season, which, oh, quite frankly, it sucks. At least you can articulate your... <laughs> your, your initial reactions because I can't because of... Yeah, we were actually wondering if this was going to be the first segment in 29 episodes where someone swore. Well, but... if I told you my first reaction, we would <laughs> yeah. we would get to that bit. Thanks very much. Adam, what was your... What was oh, your look, yeah, it's, it's a difficult one to articulate, as you said, you know, especially, you know, even, you know, just, uh, just over under 24 hours later and um, look I think there's a lot to blame I think there's a lot of emotion out there especially on social media and yeah look you know, I think uh, look you know there's no question you know Thomas Broach is a legend but I think you know people lose sight maybe of the bigger picture here and you know I just think some of the carry on has I think it's been a bit much but you know but it's also a testament of how much Thomas Broach actually means yeah. to the club as well so I, think I don't think we can point. be too harsh on some of the like, oh, what I personally find you know, some ridiculous comments out there but you know what? He he's a he's a club legend. There's no dispute in that, and and yeah, it's just um, I guess it just shows you know, how much he means to. Wait, to wait, him. wait, wait, wait. So you're saying that the calls to sack the manager, sack the entire backroom staff, and force the owners to sell the club might have been a little bit extreme over Thomas Broich? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay, just clarify. <laughs> yeah. So look, there's a lot yeah. of speculation and whatnot going around right now. So we're we're going to try and stick to fact. Oh, before we do that, I will okay, just say no, but facts. I will just say. <laughs> Thomas Broach has embodied, when he got here in 2010, he embodied what we were lacking and what we needed to get to. If you think it, No, but if you think that where we were and where we needed to get to at that time, you can sum it up in one player, basically. And he does represent the rise of the Raw from yeah. being that sort of... And I think that's the big yeah. reason why there was such an outpouring of, of everything last night, is because that era is basically officially ended here. Well, it ended three years ago when, when things turned bad, but... And this is a real symbolic ending because Thomas is leaving. And also, look, I think a lot of people thought this day was eventually going yeah. to come where they would have to, you know, see Thomas Broich yeah. leave the Roar and see another player come in. But I think it's just, it's come out of the yeah. blue and that's what's happening. It's blindsided everybody. It's one thing to know it's coming. It's another thing to have it be here now, what, two games away, potentially two home games left? And Probably. Look, quite frank, for a bit of perspective, he is a footballer. He's yeah. a phenomenally talented footballer, but yeah. some of the reactions to this have just been absolutely insane, which I know sounds... Where, where's the point where people are, you know, t- tossing their allegiance away for the club and all that? You know, 
it's like I said, I'd like to think that those people are just very overly emotional about things. You know, even on even on social media where you actually you know, have to type. Yeah. But you know, the, just I just the overreaction that you know that basically going after, you know, basically saying you know Alawisi out, you know, more out. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, they they Tom like I said, and I've even heard comments that oh Thomas Broach is the club. Well, no, it, look. In reality, it does seem that way at times when you. It, it does, a lot of but people. that's but symbolically. Yeah. Symbolically, but like I said, but these are the same people that were bagging out the, the club six months ago. So, oh, we don't give we don't give you no know, youth a go. You know, oh, that, you know, a player like Joey Coletti is going to is going to leave because you know, you know, and, and we and we can list off you know all the, all yeah. the young players that have left the club. By the, by the sound of what's going on, and I think it was sort of, it was confirmed by Craig Moore in an interview today. Was that basically? It came down to well, do we do we you know look to the future and perhaps you know sign up Joe Coletti, or you know at the at the expense of Thomas Broach? And look, it it may seem harsh, and, and you know, but at the end of the day, it's also they've got you got to think that of the club's future beyond you know next week or next month. I do hope there is a plan in place here from the football department of where the club's going to go from here in terms of squad management, because if this does go wrong, this is going to be something that's going to be held over them for. The rest then, of their time here by supporters because they will say you're the guys who yep, ran. But then, but then they didn't, rightly or wrongly, they're going to say you you're the guys who ran Thomas out of town. So I hope for their sake they have a strong plan and are able to execute it. But okay, that's one thing that really does sit badly with me is the fact that there's a perception that these guys are the ones that are running Thomas Broich out of town. Like what we knew at the start of the season was that Broich was going into the last year of contract of his contract, he didn't know if he was going to still yeah. play. Now, he's come on this year and I think had his best season in... Yeah, like since the last, the last grand final yeah. season for the Raw. But, and funnily enough, the Raw are doing quite well again. Yeah. But, then we had the story by, I believe it was Marco again a few weeks ago, yeah. talking about how Broich has said, no, I want to keep playing. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling yeah. healthy. Which, you know, something he's struggled with the last few years. And then he then goes and gives this interview to Marco yeah. Monteverde and says... I'm done. Like I'm walking yeah. away. Now, the quote here uh, that stands out, Aloisi said at this point he didn't know whether he could offer me a new deal and how much he could offer me. So it left yeah. me in a really uncertain position. Now, there was a story that came out earlier this year where Broich said, no, I'm going to shelve all discussions till the end of the season. So why the hell is he trying to force the club's hand now? And look, I love Thomas yeah. Broich, but if he's now starting to try and play the big man on campus here and say, no, 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 you bend over for me, this is where the tide needs to turn and say, you are not bigger than the club. Well, this is the thing is that, you know, for everyone that's, you know, sort of, you know, posturing and saying, oh, you know, give, give Broach whatever he wants. Well, you know what? Mm-hmm. I haven't heard yet a suggestion that, oh, that maybe for the sake of keeping this, this team, because I think this, this squad... You know, can potentially, you know, if it's not this year, it's next year where it could be really challenging. Mm. I haven't heard Thomas Broach yet, or anyone suggest that, oh, maybe he should take a pay cut. Yeah. Because I don't know what player... It's implied he's going to, because he's going into a salary cap, though. Yeah, but, but so still, but still the, amount, but the amount of money he's asking for... We like don't said, know what he's asking for, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Uh, yeah, but if, if, like I said, if they're led to believe the figures, you know, uh, you know make him yeah. one of the top, top paid players, even within the salary cap, or maybe the top player within the salary cap, paid player in the salary yeah. cap, then... You know, that's the thing is, if, what, what is he doing? What is he doing to you know for the team? There is a few quick points here with the salary cap. We could talk about whether or not the salary cap should stay or go or whatever, but we'll leave that for mm. now. The Raw have to operate within it for now, and they do need a striker for next year. Whether that's Jamie McLaren or somebody else, and they do need to allocate a significant portion of that to that. That's number one. Number two, you can't tell me Thomas Boyd is slowing down this year. No, he's... he's. This is you pointed out. It's one of his best seasons, and he's been integral to the Raw's operation. So if you think about it that way. There would be a place for him in the side. That's why, I mean, I am a little bit surprised he is leaving. I thought the fact that he's played well through this season, finishing the year well, wants to say, I thought we were going to get him enough for another year. But for me, this is one of the times where the fans really are in the wrong with their reaction here. And I can't blame people for being upset. Yeah, no, if that's, even that's, that's, that's I'm not going to blame fans mind. for saying what they think. I can blame them for being upset, but I can blame them for jumping to conclusions and trying to start all this stupid stuff yeah. online. I think so, that's also because the story was paywalled last night. And people couldn't read the quotes from him as well. True. So that there was an element of they didn't know the, the facts. Sensationalized so. story that yeah. oh, because like I said, you know, is is Thomas Broach quitting? Which you know, yeah. if, if you if you actually look at the words "quit," that means that you know he's gone. That's he's, sensationalism. He's, he's taken he's packing his ball and gone home. He won't yeah. even like Friday night. We now know that he will he will be there Friday night. You'd think unless unless something's changed. He in better the last, be. Yeah. Last. <laughs> 
even in our Facebook comments, yeah. there were a few people that I think might have misinterpreted yeah. the story and said yeah. that, oh, hang on, does that mean he's walking out today? Yeah. But look, there are a lot of things we can kind of say yeah. on this and say, you know, calm down. Yeah. We will, yeah. And I do think that is important here. Yeah. Preach caution because keep in mind, Thomas Broich is going to leave. That doesn't mean they're not going to replace him. And look, he's got some absolutely in big shoes to fill. Yeah. But what's to say that, you know, Tommy Orr isn't going to take that step next year as the yeah. man? What's to say Brett Holman isn't? Now, look, I admit that's jumping a little yeah. bit ahead as well, but, you know, if you want to keep Thomas Broich at, say, 350000 400000 a year, that's purely just a random number I'm throwing out. Yeah. No evidence one way or the other. Who are you going to? Who are you happy to lose for that then? Well, at the moment, you see, it yeah. sounds like that we're going to lose Jamie McLaren and we're going to lose Joe Coletti because of that. Because at the moment, as we know, Coletti is unsigned, yeah. and there were overtures yeah. that if he doesn't get a contract, he's out of here. And you don't now, know if some other players are going to maybe Brandon exactly. Brello get yeah. interest from a European club or something. You don't know. There could be more changes to come yet as well. Look, who knows? Even even if 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 Thomas Broch leaves, which obviously leaves opens up a significant amount of salary. What's to say that the, that the Raw aren't going to throw all this yeah. cash at Jamie McLaren? Or are people, you know, a fan yeah. sort of saying, well, you know what, he's gone? Well, this goes back to my point. They hope they have a plan because yeah. you can't say this isn't John Lewis's team because it is. He's made a sweeping change yep. to the playing roster. We're going to see what he does with this space he has available now. It could very well define what happens, how we're talking next year, if it's a success or not. Well, like I said, but then again, you know what, if it goes all pear-shaped... And, and this and this is the point. You know, he deserves to get sacked. You now this, this yeah. is about this is about club manager, and, and that's to go the same for Craig Moore and anyone else. This will but, define know, this, this. This is the yeah. defining moment. Like yeah. so, how he d- deals with this will define his Brisbane Raw tenure. And and that's that's, that's what I'm so very concerned about. That you know, the, the the fans are vilifying Craig Moore yeah. for making a decision that you know because like I said. What's worse that you, know, you have aging Thomas Broch, but a team that is yeah. not performing next season because we haven't got the yeah. youth coming through or the cash to bring in you know replacements. You know, or that you know. So in other words, that we're going to have a team that may win three or four games before Christmas, or at least they can actually have a chance to to adequately replace him. And, that, and that's like I said, you, you're talking about either here now or you know we're looking in the future. Yeah. So one thing that I kind of that just popped into my head right now, talking about you know the vitriol that's going towards Craig Moore and the football department. Remember when the fans were absolutely losing their minds around about early mm. 2010 because Craig Moore was allowed to go? The beloved fan favourite, mm. club captain Craig Moore, because he didn't get along with uh, Ange Postacoglu. Yeah. There was a plan in place there as well. I will say, just to wrap this up, I know we've got to wrap it up. Oh, but, we can keep going. But I will say, <laughs> don't be sad that he's leaving. Be happy that it happened, right? This is this seven years we've had Thomas Broich here has been magical. And it really has. We'll get into the memories... At a later date, because there's still there is still at least one chapter of the Thomas Broich prison war story to be written, and we all hope it's a, a glorious one. But look, and this is just purely my working theory on this, based on what we've seen in the stories, what's been said in interviews throughout the season. I'm wondering if Broich has said he was happy to stay and keep playing, and Aloisi is or more or whatever have gone and said, "Look, we want you to stay." but you're not our top yeah. priority to re-sign. Mm. We've got, like we said, these young guys, Joe Coletti, Jamie McLaren, etc., etc. Michael Theo has also had a contract for another first-team player. but True. Well, so we've got these guys we want to re-sign. You've said yourself that you're physically winding down. We will happily offer you a new deal once all of our other recruitment and stuff is done, but we mm. don't know how much you're going to get. Yeah. And Thomas Broach has then gone and said, in his story to Marco, we're going, I don't want that uncertainty. I want... I yeah. want to know what's happening. Mm. Now, that's just my yeah. purely yeah. my theory on it. I just want, just so I want to add one final point. And obviously, the biggest mm. fear of all is that the fear of Thomas Broach lining up one of the that's nine exactly other, what I was going to say. other opponents next season. But I, 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 I look mm. at it like this: is that basically I don't know whether any of the other nine clubs are bold enough, almost to the point of you know, crazy enough I could see to pay happening. someone, pay a player like Thomas Broach who will be thirty-eight. I didn't see pay him. Marquee money to not play week in, week out. Because, look, mm. I, there's a question whether he can play mm. 90 minutes week in, week out. And that's what yeah. you want from Marquee. I don't so, know if they pay him marquee yeah. money, but I can see a couple of clubs going after him. It's been so about Central Coast Mariners would... I hope Mariners yeah. 
would be a good fit because they're all young and he can bring it to me. But I just hope, just please go somewhere else. Yeah. I don't want to see, hope, I don't want to see him back players. at Suncorp Stadium wearing an opposition shirt. Seeing Enrique do that was weird enough. If we have to see Broich do it, it's oh. please no. Mm. Anywhere would, else, Thomas, please. I would actually almost, I would wonder what the reaction would be if he comes back in a victory or a city shirt. It'd be the Enrique. <laughs> he'd get the Enrique treatment. He wouldn't yeah. get the Borussia treatment because. He's he was here a longer servant. And one thing I suppose he has done quite well yeah. here is actually control the story yeah. and say, no, 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 this is my decision. Hmm. And that is the important thing the fans yeah. need to remember here. Broich has made this decision. Nobody pushed him out. He's the one that said, all right, that's it. I'm going to push back from the yeah. negotiating table. I'm out. And we reserve the right. If we turn that he has been pushed out to change our opinion on that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. We are, we're only working off the facts yeah. that are available at this time. And by the way, for our friends over at Rawcast, how glad are we that we're all <laughs> instead of Hi, guys. How are we? <laughs> <laughs> we, know, we know they're loyal listeners. Actually, probably more loyal than, well, my family. So, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. All right. So, that's going to do it for this, I'd say, relatively emotional segment yeah. two. We'll be back after this to discuss some of the other news. You're listening to the Brisbane Football Review, powered by Outside90.com. Welcome back. It's the Brisbane Football Review, powered by Outside90.com. Absolutely. Yeah. We know they're both avid listeners. Absolutely. <laughs> Especially Mr. Broich. Ma- Where else does Marco get his stories from? No, that's not true. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Probably everywhere but us. That's, yeah. that, that's why he actually gets some stories right, because <laughs> he's not listening to us yeah. rambling. <laughs> All right, Adam, we actually just got an email from the Raw talking about the Broich situation, so do you want to update us on that? Yeah, the um, the club's actually sent out a what I believe would be sort of a, fa- a fan-wide um, email uh, with the subject title, Thomas Broich is a legend of our club and we want to send him out a winner. So obviously um, trying to do some advertising for Friday night as well, but the just to... Not to go over, but the sort of main point says Thomas Broch is a legend of our club and we want to send him out a winner. Today we are we are acutely aware that our fans and supporters are disappointed with Thomas Broch's decision to leave Brisbane Raw FC at the end of this season. All, all, all good things must come to an end. Thomas Broch stayed yesterday, and it goes on. But the probably the most um, as you see if you read the email, because obviously if you're a supporter of the club, you probably would have got it by now. But the most Interesting thing as well is the last line where it says, After training tomorrow at approximately 9.30am, John Aloisi will speak to the media. Brisbane Royal will be streaming this live on the club's Facebook page. And I think there'll yeah. be no guesses on what the big big yeah. topic will be. It's a it's a traditional pre-match press conference, but you're right, it's going to be derailed by the news of the week. If my boss is listening, <coughs> I think I've got a call coming on. I might, I might not be able to be at work tomorrow between about 9 and 10.30. <laughs> That should be a good test to see if he listens. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to go on to the news segment now. And very quick hit thoughts on last Wednesday night's ACL win. I thought it was a very resolute performance from the Raw yeah. 2-1 over Kashima. A surprising performance given what we've seen in the Champions League. It's kept the hopes alive and Brett Holman started his good form in that game and he's continued it on. But yeah, actually, impose a bit of a conundrum now because um, yeah. obviously, if we had a loss, then we know yeah. that next you know next Wednesday night's game against Muenthong was a throwaway yeah. basically. But now we're actually within yeah. sight of you know two yeah. wins, um, you know a, a performance you know in Bangkok next week, then you know all yeah. sent at home. You know we may be playing in the round of, round of sixteen. No yeah. one thought that. And the yeah. one thing that works well for the Raw is things are in their favour now. They actually can still control their mm. own yeah. destiny, I suppose, which we would have thought was impossible when they were getting belted. Look, let's, yeah. let's be clear. It's, it's going to be you know, it's going to be a very tough game next week and you know, to get the result. Yeah. But mm. you know what? You know, we don't think it'll be this alive this long. Brief preview, seven days out. I mean, I thought Cashman would be the hardest of the three obstacles to overcome. One thing we did kind of... You can say they held us or we held them. We had a second-string team out. Who knows what sort of team we're going to field in this game, but maybe if we get something out of that game, 
I'd back us to beat All Sun at home on match day six if it came down to it, but we'll see what happens. It a lot will depend on how the A League finals does yeah. pan out for the Raw. I think I think it's clear that you know I, I would hope that the A League finals are the ones is yeah. the one that you know the main sort of thing at the moment that you know ACL is a sideshow for the club. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so we're going to move on to some of the other news stories. I'm going to start off, jump ahead a little bit, and start and off with Jamie McLaren yeah. named the Young Player of the Month. Yeah, congratulations, Jamie. Yeah. Five goals in four games or something he's got over the last month. He's richly deserved this nomination. Yeah, oh, truly, truly deserved. I think you know, he's he's been he's been the difference. I think the Raw's sort yeah. of um, revival, especially in yeah. the form in the last few weeks. The only question is, I didn't know you could be nominated for an award you won last year. <laughs> but there you go. Back to back. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's still a young striker. We've got to remember that. And some of the other nominees, Josh Berlante, Brandon O'Neill, and I only am reading out this list to say this name, Jonathan, Jonathan Aspro, Brandon Borello, Paul Lizzo, and Riley McGree. Yep. And unfortunately, McGree was going to collect the award, but <laughs> dove on the way to the stage. <laughs> I think he still might win the award, given he's in the national team, but anyway. Yeah, well, you know, make a wish or and something. And we get another another James rant about McGree's diving after the A-League Awards show in two weeks. That'd be good. I look forward to another rant about it. Yeah. Oh, it's not going to be a rant. It's just going to be a whole bunch of subtle under-my-breath shots that somehow right. managed to get picked up by the microphones. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, finals ticketing prices. That's mm. been a big point of contention for the fans coming up this year. Now, yeah. Once again, fans love to blame the club for all of this. but Despite managing... the fact the clubs don't run the final series, but anyway. Yes, well, I was going to say that's something that managing director and one-time podcast guest and hopefully two time down the line. Yep. Mark Kingsman pointed out that the, <laughs> he was very quick to point out, don't blame me. I didn't do this. <laughs> yeah. Look at, look at those yeah. guys. Look yep. at them. It is weird though, that the prices are $10 different between here and Melbourne. I think it's something to do with stadium higher costs or something, but it does seem weird. So we can go back to blaming the Queensland government actually. I'm then. not sure, but it does seem weird. You would have two separate prices, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah, oh, look, at the, at the end of the day, it, it is what it is. And, you know, this is, the, this is the, the funny thing about mentality, you know, is that people will complain about yeah. prices going up. But you know what? We'll get we'll get season-high crowd there on... Um, yep. on Damn well better. Yeah, on, on Friday night. And that's the thing is, is that, you know, it's it, it seems cynical almost that, you know, it's the highest price we get the highest crowd. But th- pe- that's the way it is. And I think, and unfortunately, the FFA know that. And yep. people want to see home finals, so mm. this is the price you got to pay. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, a good reason to actually get there if you're a Raw fan. The Raw have never lost a home final. But, but one, one, just one, <laughs> final, one final thing on that. At least, if, if anything, if, if we are paying extra, at least um, FFA are at least pay, uh, doing some marketing. Because, you know, yeah. we actually, you know, a lot of the mainstream is actually playing, you know, they actually letting the mainstream know that uh, we've got a game on Friday night. They've done some marketing and they've got some extra free marketing about the other about the news of the week as well. So they couldn't have asked for anything more in that respect. But the kickoff time has actually caused some consternation oh, as well because, shockingly, fans like to complain about mm. that. 7.50 kickoff in Brisbane for Friday night, yep. which to me isn't that crazy considering, you know... It's the same time as last year. Yeah, and a lot of fans actually do have jobs that they might mm. try and, I don't know go to on Friday? I do understand if you're like you're a family and you've got kids and they got they might play sport the next day but and on that note Football Brisbane have postponed all games Friday night as well good so move. that's good but I I don't it didn't stop kids going last year I don't think it'll stop them going this year well, yeah. that's, that's, but that's the thing is that this is why we're a summer sport because you know what if we lived you know a couple hundred k's you know, across the border, you know what? It's it's a seven fifty kickoff normally. So it's just because yeah. of daylight saving that actually the games are six fifty p.m. Mm. kickoff. So uh, look at the end of the day, uh, you know, this whole sort of odd oh, time, you know, time kickoff. I, I really think it's you know, an invalid argument Same because we're in Queensland and we're always we're used to it. But I think yeah. what's really uh, great is the choice of Sunday night yeah, that's been the for one. the other semi for the other elimination final. See, Sunday night kind of makes a little bit of sense for me, just not. Mm. So late, but apparently yeah. that's being done for the Perth audience as it's well. Been, also for the TV, I think TV prefers seven o'clock kickoffs in yeah. the Eastern States, but that's the age old argument. You want to schedule for TV or for crowds? Crowds always. Crowds. I would go crowds as well, but I can see no, that. But I think, but I think the TV. reality is, when you're asking you know, these broadcasters to pay hundreds of millions of dollars, I think they're yeah. going to get a say whether we like it or not. Yeah. But see, I would even if they just moved it forward an hour. It's just yeah. it's that practicality of going to work Monday morning when you're yeah. not getting home till eleven o'clock or whatever. Let's go check. Yeah, it's got... I believe Tuesday... Oh, no, it's Tuesday's public holiday, yeah, isn't it? Day, yeah. yeah, that's Tuesday, Monday. Oh, so you, just, you get through work like a zombie on Monday and you'll be yeah. fine. Anyway, so we're going to move on to Mark Jones getting sacked from Newcastle Jets. Rough call mm. or smart move? Uh, it's a interesting call. You can see why they've done it. You can 
But given they've lost their last six and they've conceded a bunch of goals, you can see why it's harsh as well because he hasn't been able to recruit a lot of players. And also as a club, this is the third straight year they've sacked their coach after one year. It was Phil Stubbins, then Scott Miller, now Mark Jones. They need some stability. I can think of a couple of candidates they should be talking to. Mike Mulvey would be top of the list to me. Mm-hmm. I and, think he'd be ideal for that club. And also as well, this is what you get from an owner that has yeah. you know big ambitions as well. He's, they're not going to tolerate that. And like I said, there has been names thrown around that mm-hmm. I think are just absolutely crazy. You, know, you don't likes... think Alan Pardew's coming? Well, Who's look... <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing, is that. But the one Newcastle thing that people fourth. one thing that people seem to uh, forget is that you know what you can you can have you know the best coach here in the world here, but you know yeah. at the end of the day, if he doesn't have the cattle player under him, does it matter? The owner's also very strong. He wants a Chinese player in his squad. That's essentially why Scott Miller was released last year because mm-hmm. he didn't want a Chinese player, and he's very strong in what he wants, Martin Lee. So. Should be very careful what we say about Scott Miller. ESPN might take it out of context. Oh, <laughs> but anyway, we're going to move on to the VAR. Now, Scott and I had our say on this last yep. week. Adam, what's your take on it? Oh, gee, how much time we got? No, <laughs> as much as you need. <laughs> yeah, we took plenty on. last yeah. week, so... I'm going to go make a coffee. Just <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, yeah, well, I, I've, I've said that before that I, I personally am against the VAR. I think, you know, I, we've only seen one decision. That was the one the... Um, one Knicks versus Sydney FC, but I think there's there's still too much confusion around. It, there's, it brings a lot of grey areas into the game. Obviously, the blow up yeah. about that McLaren penalty was it or was it not a penalty or should they have gone to the VAR or what, whatever happened? Yeah. Like that's the thing. There's so much. There's just so much um, you know grey that's brought into it. That look, I just think it's unworkable. And yeah, you know, it's I said it's yeah. I just think it's a detriment to the game. You know, at the end of the day. We've always said that back the referees, back the referees, yep. and while they're there to assist them, the players and the fans shouldn't expect that every time there is a line ball subjective decision that they don't um, that they don't go to the VAR. It's we're here to knock out the the obvious yeah. ones, not not. So on that point, one. did you like the way that worked for the Sydney Wellington? Because that was rather obvious. I thought too long. Do you like it took too long? I thought it took way too long. You. I think you know what? As we as we look at rugby league, if you can see it once. And that should be there. That's the main decision. But you know, that took 50, 60 seconds, yeah. and that's just too long. Yeah. And so I think that needs to work on. Like yep. we all we all strive for you know the correct decisions, but you know, like I said, sometimes subjective doesn't mean it's always correct. You know what I'm thinking? You know how the last two weeks we were worried that our shows weren't long enough. I've missed that. <laughs> <you're> welcome back, Adam. <laughs> yeah, speaking of crowds, not really, but I'm just going to use that as a segue anyway. The roar of average 13,892 for their 13 home games this season. Are we happy with that? Well, given the tumult of the off-season, again, you'd have to say that's a, that's a great outcome given... What's it? Third in the league behind the two... Third or fourth, I think. Third or fourth in the league behind the... Oh, no, they're just behind Sydney FC. So it's one of the two Sydney clubs and Melbourne Victory is out in front. That's a, that's a great outcome. But you got to remember as well, and then, like I said, it's painfully obvious. Like I said, those clubs, Melbourne, Sydney FC... Yeah. And who's the other one? Western Sydney. West Sydney Wanderers. Yep. They're all boosted by a marquee derby. Exactly. So to get 13,000 for 13 games that would yeah. seemingly have no hook or yeah. tangent or whatever, I think it is a fantastic effort. Look, would we like to see more at Suncorp? Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, I think, you know, given the circumstance, given the league average and whatnot and, and the lack of a marquee fixture, look, I think we've got to be, we've got to be happy with that. And I'm just looking at the average crowd compared to membership numbers. Uh, the Raw had thirteen eight nine two for their average crowd, but their membership was only seven thousand and fifty people. Again, which... I think you can put that down to the off season. Yeah, amount of people just mm. refusing to invest their money into the club in terms of a membership. Well, and that and the fact that memberships they weren't on sale until that FFA Cup game against right. Perth. August. Yeah, yeah. So one thing that's going to hopefully fix that for next season, where I think they need to be targeting ten thousand members in a fifteen thousand average yeah. crowd, no matter what. Mark Kingsman said at the forum that memberships for next season were essentially ready to go, and he announced Saturday night that they'll be on sale April 27th, so a oh, bit good. earlier than last season. He posted that on Twitter. Definitely oh. I didn't yeah. see that. That's good. Yeah. I'll definitely be renewing that and getting the same seat, right? <laughs> As my fiance just walks straight past. and <laughs> Did she flip me off? I missed that. That would be a maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's usually how she says hello to me. All right, so the final news story... Hyundai yep. A-League is adding more split rounds next season. So 442 is reporting A-League will be adding more split rounds next year. Good writing, James. Is it a better yep. option than an international window? No. It still messes with Wellington, given all their internationals. Yeah, I but think... they'll be gone. Like, their average oh, crowd was 6,200. 
Well, while they're here, you have to factor it in, but... Maybe yeah. maybe they're trying to make them jump before they were pushed. Just don't think it's happening at the FFA. Yeah, look, I, look, no, I think at the end of the day, it sounds it sounds like on the surface that you know that they're they're looking after obviously Melbourne Victory and Sydney FC, you know, playing Champions League next season. They've obviously put oh, we might be in, in Champions League too. Yeah, well, yeah, we will be. Or, I know they're yeah. looking after the other two. You're right. Yeah, but, oh, but like, so I think, yeah, I think to avoid the farcical situation yeah. that we had last season. But I also don't think that the Royal like you playing that second round next next year anyway. So yeah. maybe one game in into the uh, group stages. I could be wrong, but I, well, actually, I'm never wrong. But I actually think that um, the month of the qualification draw for mm. AFC Champions League this year was literally the one month that Australia dropped down in the rankings yeah. to mm. actually need to be in that. So it could have just been a case of bad timing. Conspiracy theories there. Well, you are wrong, because as you said, that was the last thing. So we've got one more. Quickly, FFA Cup draw. Just announced today, um, NPL sides have dissented. Um, Rochdale versus Brisbane Strikers. South United, Holland Park. Albany Creek, Morton Bay, a long trip from Morton Bay, all the way from Walter Park to Walter Park. <laughs> <laughs> Southside Eagles will play Grain Thistle, Western Pride at Olympic FC, Brisbane Knights, the Cinderella side so far, will play Peninsula Power, Brisbane City will play Logan Lightning, and University of Queensland will play Redlands United, who went on that fantastic run last season. Can I just make a point? This is one of those times where I wish we had a camera in the studio, because the look on Scott's face when he did that Walter Park to Walter <laughs> yeah. Park joke, yeah. he was so proud of himself. I thought, I've, wanted, I've been thinking that all day since the draw came out this morning. <laughs> it's a long way from Walter Park to Walter Park, mate. It is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for segment three of the Brisbane Football Review. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the Brisbane Football Review, powered by Outside90.com. Welcome back. It's the Brisbane Football Review, powered by Outside90.com. And welcome back to the final segment of the Brisbane Football Review, episode 29. It's our favourite time of the year as the A-League finals are about to kick off. Brisbane are participating in their ninth overall campaign, seventh straight series, which I believe which is the longest. It's the league's longest yeah. current streak. So Thanks, first. Thanks, first. Yeah, if you guys were actually paying players the right amount, then that streak would have been broken yeah. and maybe that finals game you always wanted in yeah. Perth would have actually happened let's see if we can get it to 36 huh yeah why not the raw like streaks that go 36 so definitely alright so we're going to quickly preview the overall finals campaign so mm-hmm. we're going to go through each team quickly and discuss why they can and can't win at all but before we do that I've got a quick plug for some of the writing that I'm doing for Outside90.com at the moment. We are part of the Outside90 fan network, which I just realised I haven't mentioned all episodes. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> and I'll be giving an email tomorrow then. <laughs> <laughs> Please explain. But uh, yeah, I did a preview about how the Raw themselves, I feel, are ready to you know, make some noise in the finals and hopefully yeah. knock Sydney off their perch. And, well, it'd, be, it'd be nice. But... And also, we've got a fan network Q&A, which I've actually got to finish tonight while I remember, just talking about some of the stuff that's going on and how we're feeling going into the finals. Mm-hmm. So make sure you read that. Scott, have you got some social media plugs for us to read? I do. They're not quite as entertaining as your, your plugs to send, but Twitter, uh, Twitter at Raw Review, Facebook, Brisbane Football Review, both of those have been going nuts the last 24 hours as well, by the way. Why? I'm not sure why, but they have. <laughs> some reason. Yeah, but so Twitter at Raw Review... Facebook Brisbane Raw Review, um, Brisbane Football, Brisbane Football Review, Football Review. Yeah. podcast audio beam and iTunes, radio switch eleven ninety seven, and you can come and talk to James for fan cams on Friday night. We welcome all people. We talk about the game. We talk about Broich if you want. Talk about whatever. It's whatever you like. Preferably football. Right? Just yeah. get your mug in front of the camera. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's why I agreed to do fan cams. <laughs> I like going on camera because, well, it's the eyes. I get lost in them. <laughs> I'm not a narcissist. Remember at all. when you said a couple of weeks ago I had those those um, plugs down pat? Yeah. About that, that's not not quite the case. And remember how you, you <laughs> that always, wasn't the smoothest one, was it? No. And remember how you always heckle me for my inability to read? Yeah, that's going in the end of your blooper reel, is it? Yeah. Yes, I finally have something in there. <laughs> Twenty nine oh, minutes plenty. of James bloopers, fifteen seconds of of mine. Be good. And Adam's off scot free. Yeah. I oh, will find <laughs> we something. Try. We're gonna find something. All right, so let's start at the bottom of the finals. Western Sydney Wanderers. Adam, why can they win? 
Look, I think they're, they're actually running into form. I think um, they they looked pretty ordinary, but I think their their hopes is I rest. I think with Brendan Brendan Sandalab. I think if he's if he's playing well, he's scoring goals. They're a show, but I think at some point, you know, I think they they just they just starting to gel. I think it's a bit longer than we thought, but you know, they're they're a chance. Stop. Their hopes rest with one thing. Are they the team we've seen for twenty five weeks of the season, or are they that team from that four weeks where they were very strong? Because that's what it's going to come down to. Because for the majority of the year, they've not been able to put teams away. I have a working theory about knockout games of football, whether it's in the cup competition or yeah. whatever. You need two goals to win. Yeah. I did a... Actually, I think I've got it in mm-hmm. this notebook. I did a quick tally of all of the um, teams that have scored two goals in, the, mm-hmm. in a knockout A-League finals game. This is a while ago. And yeah... Current system: seven out of ten teams that have scored two or more goals have been winners. So that that was current to the season nine finals. Okay. So yep. it's not it's a very unofficial stat, but no, I like it though. And quite frankly, I don't think the Wanderers have it in them to score two goals three games in a row. Well, do we have it in our defense? Well, we'll get to the preview later on, so we'll yep. skip that point. Okay, so we're going to go to the fifth place team, Perth Glory, which are wondering why they're not at home this weekend. <laughs> well, they almost could have been at home. Right. If they had a finish the job off. They got close. And I think what we saw on Sunday is a great reason of why they can and can't win because they've been going hell for leather for goals the last two weeks and they've scored. Mm. So, but I'm not sure how they're going to go at the back end. Look, I think, I think again, um, again, it's it's one man. It's, you know, this time it's Diego Castro that I think holds the, holds all the aces for glory. If he, if he fires, you know, then he sort of, you know, gets, he also sort of, you know, invokes you know, Keo as well as uh, Taggart. And all That's of a sudden, the they're, very, they're a very, very yeah. strong team. And uh, to your point about, you know, two goals, that is a team that definitely have got two goals yeah. in them. And Taggart's gone flying under the radar because of the two import players they have over there. But he's having a very good year quietly. But Adam Taggart always looks so miserable on the field. I don't know <laughs> if he actually likes playing. Oh, I don't think he likes the fans either after the stunt he pulled the other night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> but... But the other reason why I can't see Perth winning overall, I just can't imagine Liam Reddy, championship-winning goalkeeper. Yeah, but forget that aside. You've got they've got to go to Melbourne this week. They'd be away in if they got through Melbourne or Sydney again, and then they'd be flying to Melbourne or Sydney for the final again. So and they're not the best travellers. That, that's the thing. And fire, and away travel is what has done them in in the past. So all right. So number four, Melbourne City. I think. League's possibly, well, most well-paid team, definitely, yeah. but possibly the, I suppose, best team on paper with some of the most phenomenal attacking talent. Yeah. I'll kick start why they can't win, and I'll tell you why they can. One reason, coaching. Michael Valcanis, you said you said Liam Reddy, championship-winning goalkeeper. I'll say Michael Valcanis, championship-winning coach. It just doesn't sound right. Although I will point out, some of the Melbourne City fans <laughs> might say John Aloisi, championship-winning coach. <laughs> <laughs> Not that they've got any reason to be hostile towards him. No, never. As far as, far as you know, why they can why they can win is simply like I said on paper they have got a strong side. Now if if they all fire, they are, they can be hard to hold out. And, that, and this is and again it's a, a case of which city shows up on the day and it's consistency with them, isn't it? Yeah, and they did win the youth league grand final on the road though, and win the W league grand final on the road though. So they'll be thinking. See, I think I think if they're going to have to go on the road, that's not going to be a big issue for them because. Worst case scenario, they travel. Like they're home this week. They may not have to travel in week two. Yeah, if worst possible. case for us happens, if on. the Wanderers mm. were happen to win, yeah, they would. They wouldn't yeah. have to travel week two. Then they're going to have to go to Sydney or somehow host the grand final. Yeah, that's not impossible that's, either. Yeah. So it's City, not City could play ostensibly three games in Melbourne. How, so. would, how funny would that be? Melbourne City versus Perth or the Wanderers at Amy Park in front of ten thousand people for the grand final. <laughs> yeah, speaking of disappointment, FFA's perhaps. dream. Then. Who's next? Third. So we're, we're third. No, so there's no team in third. They don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll cover them in a minute. I know, I'd lost track of where we were on the yeah. line. So Brisbane Raw, just quickly, why can they win, Adam? I think that they've got the side to do it. I think they've, mm. they've got stability. And look, at the end of the day, I think they don't they don't fear. They don't, they don't fear their, their opponents as much. I think maybe the, the biggest hurdle may be if we get past Wanderers this week, which we actually have got a pretty uh, ordinary record against. Yeah counterbalanced by our home record. Um, like I said, going to Melbourne and, and winning might be might be tough, yeah. but I, I actually think that if we get past that, I give it's a great chance of winning it all. Look, they can win it because they've got goals of plenty in them, and fingers crossed they've got a fire lit underneath them after 
Thomas Broich has announced when he's leaving. Hopefully, that sort of motivation might spur them on even further. Why they can't win it is, James, they concede too many goals. Yeah, I was, I they was going to say defence. Look, we concede way too many goals. And our, Especially away from home. And our road record is marginally better than last year, but not by much. But I do feel like, overall, the defensive group is much, much more solid, as I said in my yeah. piece for Outside 90. <clears throat> but I, I feel like they're a lot more solid this year. Luke Devere is playing. Yeah. Michael Theo is playing. And look, as much as I like Daniel Bowles yeah. and Jamie Young, those two players yeah. are upgrades. And look, the thing is that it's, it's not, it sounds obvious that the team in third is the best chance of winning it from the bottom four, but they really do have the best shot because they've got the most firepower. And you could you could see their back line on its day keeping a clean sheet, or even away to one of these two teams. Goal. Yeah. So you, do, you would say they have the best chance. Where it gets difficult is the Champions League next week, Thailand away. We'll see what happens there. But if they get to a grand final, you'd have to say they would have a tremendous chance. Uh, oh, that'd be so much fun. Grand final day. Mm. Best case at Suncorp Stadium. Worst case, I suppose, day trip down to Sydney. Yeah, it's, yep. e- it's either going to be Suncorp or the Sydney Football Stadium for the Raw. There's no alternatives. Yeah. All right, so number two, Melbourne victory. I think, just like their Melbourne counterparts, their problem is consistency. We've mm. seen them really struggle to score as of late. And while Barisha got that big goal against the Mariners, Mariners last week, mm. it still could... One one goal in over 600 minutes yeah. is not form you want to be going in. And as you said, at the end of the day... Greece! Euro 2004. <laughs> Sorry, where did that come from? Well, like miracles do happen, but... Um, a lot of yeah. Greece in Melbourne, too. <laughs> they'll, be taught, they'll, be, they'll be remembering that. Yeah. <laughs> Look, that's the thing. Is they, if, but then again, you know, they have... They, do have the firepower to eventually, you know, to do it, and I think it's all about goals. And um, mm. look, if they can find, if they can find that form, I said they're as good a chance as any. The one thing for Melbourne Victory will define their finals hopes is this next week they have now. Will Kevin can Kevin Musket get them firing? Yep. Because I can see them coming out strong in their home semi-final ten, twelve days from now, whenever it is. But we'll see. All right, so we're going to move on to Sydney FC right now. Frankly. It, Will they I, choke, basically, is it? Yeah. The, the, they can win because they are, have been far and away the best yep. team in the league Absolutely. all season. Graham and Arnold. nobody's won at the Sydney Football Stadium. Yep, Graham Arnold has been, I would say, having his best season as a manager. And it's not even close in terms of the managerial standards. He's top and then the rest are some way down. So. Yep. Uh, but the other reason why I think they might not win is Graham Arnold's got a very spotty record <laughs> in finals. No, I, I'm not even yeah. saying that to be a snarky prick. Yeah. I'm like, usual. But I do think that the pressure could get to Graham Arnold. Look, I, I actually think that, you know, where... Look, it, it, this is this is Sydney's to lose. But where they could fall apart is, you know, is the first half of, you know, of the semi-final. It could be against the Wanderers or against us. Because yeah. um, at the end of the day, you know what, they're going to come off a week's break. You know, they've been sort of been playing in now. You know, week in, week out, and they're bad. And you're right; they had been the best team by a mile. But yeah. that that first half could be crucial. If they if they go behind, See, can they in, can they pull back? They're in a tough spot in one respect because they should be thinking they can beat anyone in the finals. But in one respect, they'll want to, us to beat the Wanderers because they will want no part of playing the Wanderers just because of the pressure and expectation of that. But on one hand, the other hand, they might they should be thinking, gee, we hope the Wanderers knock Brisbane out because they're probably the biggest threat to Sydney FC on a, in a one-off game. Yeah. So for them, one of their biggest threats is going to get knocked out on Friday night. And then they'll face the other one week two or week three, probably. Fingers crossed. Week three. Let's see what happens. We'll see what happens. But... All right, so we're going to move on to preview Friday night's game. 7.50 p.m. kickoff, Suncorp Stadium. <laughs> it is Suncorp Stadium for this. There's no sponsorship issues, right? No, it is. No, it's fine. Okay, it's, it's not AFC. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know what? I'm incredibly excited for this. It is going to be an excellent yeah. game. I think we're going to see... A fair few travelling Wanderers, Wanderers fans yeah, coming talk, up. They're talking up to come up, so... Mm-hmm. And, you know, before before the end of the off-season, they'll say there were 68,000 Wanderers fans in the Stadium. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Despite the fact that it can only hold about, what, 47,000 at the moment with the screen mm. renovations, but no, 68,000 Wanderers fans, just wait. Yep. All right, so this season, they've played three <laughs> times, the Raw of 1-1 one, one, and drawn two. There was the Round 8 draw... In Western that Sydney. That was at Sydney Showgrounds, yep. Yep. Then there was round 12, Brisbane, Western Sydney 1-1, with Corey Brown and Dimas Delgado scoring two absolutely was, yep. amazing a, goals. Yeah. It was that pre-Christmas game as yeah. well, which, you know, still had a few snoozing Coldplay fans in the audience. Yeah. <laughs> and then round 17, 2-1 over Western Sydney. This is the one This is the Holman, Holman injury time. Yep. 
Screamer, yeah, which I remember watching as I was walking out to the <laughs> fan cams. So, yeah. The Raw have sort of been coming out talking about possibly revenge for the 5-4 semi-final loss last year. Forget that stuff. You yeah. want to forget it? Forget revenge for finals. That stuff's out the window now, given the news of the week. This is Thomas Broich's farewell A-League home game, in all probability, so you at would... Suncorp Stadium. And that should be the that should be the main motivation, not... Not revenge for a game that we threw away. See, this 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 is the now I guess now the mentality of the supporters I guess in a way is that you, you, you take it one of two ways. Either, this is either going to distract yeah. the team, or it's going to be yeah. a celebration to, yeah. to rally the team. And yet you, you hope it's it's a, it's a rallying you know a rallying call because you know it is it is this could be the last yeah. time we see Thomas Broch at home in an A League game, and you'd hope the fans sort of get over their sort of you know their emotions of it all and actually see it for a celebration for it is. And on that point, this Thomas Broch, it's either going to fire the raw to a grand final appearance, and then we'll see what happens on that day, or they'll bomb out Friday with expectation and pressure. It's I can't see anything other than those two outcomes here. It's either going to, that's either going to light a fire under them, or they're going to wilt under the pressure of it. Hopefully, it's they fire, but yeah. And regardless of your opinion on the decision to, you know, have Bro- oh, on Broich's decision to leave, yeah. got to make sure we phrase that correctly. Yeah. I think every fan will definitely want to see him sent out with the toilet seat around his neck. I think the dream scenario this weekend is is the same as Melbourne victory. Right, he scores in injury time, the I'll winner. Do. That'd be right. But yeah, mm. I'd take that. All right, so well, lineup calls there. Still not 100% yeah. healthy, and I believe you have an update on Jack Hingis. Well, John Alwishy said in the press conference that he's not extremely unlikely to play this week. Might play in week two of the finals with a mask, and week three was he was thinking if they got that far would be when you'd likely see him. But So that's probably going to mean Cameron Cristani's playing in this game, which that becomes automatically the key matchup of the game. Cam Cristani against Nico Martinez, their best player. Mm-hmm. No and doubt they're going to target that matchup. I, and I think there's only one way to sum up Nico Martinez. Dangerous. Yeah. I, but the one point I would actually counter with, Jade North has been out the last couple of games with an illness. Yeah. Could he be back? That's the other thing. You could play North at right back and then Papadopoulos and Devere. And that would be my... That might be... Philosophy. That could be an option. And obviously Corey Brown will be back yeah. after his uh, sort of his week off. Resting yes. to avoid mm. picking yeah. up the yellow card. <laughs> The other interesting matchup is that the basis of their form turnaround, I feel like, has been their midfield Bacchus and Antonis. So those two up against Coletti and Christensen will be interesting. And I do kind of worry that that might be where Coletti's youth gets found out. Yeah, um, that's but my big concern, looked, but yeah. He hasn't looked like a young player at all, he's, mm. aside from the pimples and, yeah. you know, like <laughs> growth spurt. Just very quickly, back to the Raw preview, I think, for the final series, Coletti's youth is a bit of a concern to me. I would be more confident with Matt McKay in there, but... My only concern for Coletti is, mm. is he going to run just out of legs? just that he's so young, that's the thing. Could he run out of legs yeah. between now and, well, hopefully May 7th? Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully not. Well, he can <laughs> run out of legs May 8th. Alright, so last couple of uh, quick notes. Crowd expectations. I think this has to be 20,000 minimum. Oh, I think it has to. Was it 19 last year for the victory game? I Somewhere it was rough. 18. Well, it'll be, I reckon it'll be pretty similar. I, I, I would hope that's a season high crowd. Yeah. It, it has be, to be. It should be pretty similar to what we saw in those two games. Those game against Victory last year. And the season opener as well, which I think was about 15 and a half. Yeah. See, what was the big? What were the crowds in the big State of Origin contest? So about 18 or 19 as well, I think they? so, yeah. yeah. Which, you know, they were hoping for 30,000. Quite frankly, there's no excuse. <laughs> which, quite frankly, for me, there's no excuse to not show up on Friday yeah. night. But anyway, predictions. So, Friday night, I'm going to say the Raw are going to win 3-2. I reckon Raw 2-1. I dislike you very much. That's exactly what I was going to say. Oh, that's <laughs> why I said 3-2 instead of 2-1. You know what? 2-1 <laughs> after extra time. You didn't specify no, when. No, oh, I know. Okay. I know. You're right. I think it would be 2-1 in, in, in regulation. And We were kind of talking before about the possibility of the Raw's finals history yeah. coming back. Would you be... If the Raw are down 1-0 in the 80th minute, would you be counting yes. on them to not win? I'm always nervous in that situation about Raw falling behind finals. Adam can tell you that much. <laughs> I will say my prediction, if that happens, is the worst case scenario for the Raw because they do not want any part of extra time this week, yep. given their travel. But hmm. yes, if they fall behind James, I'll be nervous and thinking it's all. I don't leave. I don't give up. I just, I just 
You're sitting, you're I don't sit there and think head, I, your head in your hands. Yeah, I'm not sitting there thinking, oh, we're going to come back and score two goals in five minutes again. That's not that doesn't enter my mind. I, I have to admit, for the sake of the Brisbane Football Review, I am really hoping that the Raw win because their <laughs> games are going to suck. Yeah, yeah. Like, it'll be real. It it'll turn into a real. It might, might, it might be just us for fan cams. <laughs> Feel free to come by if the result doesn't go right and say what you like, guys. It'll be fine. Yeah, that's right. Win or lose, we'll be there. Yep. All right, and we're going to skip the ACL preview because well, yeah. that's over a week away, I'll, so. They're playing. Yeah, quick. Melbourne City, Perth. City. City. Yep. Perth fired their shots last week. Couldn't get the job done. All right, so that's going to be it for what's been a very, I suppose, heated show this week. Emotional show. Emotional, yes. We're super excited for Friday night. Scott, Adam, thanks for stopping by. Yeah, thank you, James. Good to see you back, Adam. Yeah, thank you. We'll see everyone Friday night for fan camps. Come by no matter what. Come one, come all. Enjoy the circus. (laughs) <laughs> and we'll be back next week to hopefully discuss the Raw's progression in the A-League Finals. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you all then. Thanks for listening to the Brisbane Football Review, powered by Outside90.com. Here's a thought. What if you woke up to find you'd won $20,000 every month for 20 years? Imagine the possibilities. Set for life from New South Wales Lotteries. Grab an entry in-store or online today.